Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for Stock Market Podcast Globally in 2018. So I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Doug Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And uh, the subject of my podcast today is probably a little bit of a, an extension of uh, one I did oh, just over a month ago, I think it was that, probably a little bit longer than that. It was basically about financial advice. And I know uh, a little while ago when I did a podcast on an ASIC report was uh, titled Financial Advice Mind the Gap and I was talking a bit about how a lot of people didn't uh, get financial advice or understand financial advice and I did talk about the difference between personal advice and what general advice is and people's misconception on that and how ASIC consumer research showed that only 27% of Australians have received personal financial advice or personal advice. Well, today I was, I was reading, I mean, as, as a, uh, a trader, obviously, and a professional in the industry, professional fund manager, we get lots of industry online e-news type reports and um, uh, things for our compliance that we've got to read, etc. cetera, uh, documents about what's going on with ASIC, um, regulation, all sorts of different things we get a lot of, and uh, probably too much actually. But uh, as you know, that uh, you've got to keep up to date with everything anyway. But one I got today was uh, from um, a magazine called IFR, Independent Financial um, Planners. It's really directed at independent financial planners, and uh, uh, I don't really want to get into that. But it was a reasonable article, and it was just backing up what the um, the AS, the ASIC report was, and. There's an article by a gentleman by James Mitchell, um, and it was only came out 3rd of June today, which is the day I'm, I'm recording this. And um, he goes, and if Australians are to prosper and avoid the often brutal consequences that come with financial disarray, then we need to be educated about the value of advice. Now, this is a really good start to this article and it really just makes you think when you listen to it. And I'll say it again, if, if Australians are to prosper and avoid the often brutal consequences that come with financial disarray, then we really need to be educated about the value of advice. I'd actually go one step further and actually say, to, say that people not only need to be educated about the value of the advice, they actually need to take the advice and use it and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute because uh, part of it is is um, people seek advice but then they don't act on it and, and I'll talk a little bit more about that but uh, James goes on in this great little it's, a, it's, it's not a very large article it's quite a simple one and you can actually anybody can subscribe to IFA you don't actually have to be a financial advisor but it may some of it may not make a lot of sense to you uh, if you're not a financial advisor, but um, he goes on to say, ask five everyday Aussies what a financial advisor does, and you're likely to get five very different answers, unless they all agree 
that they have no idea what a financial advisor does, which unfortunately is quite possible. And to some degree, uh, well, not to some degree, into a major degree, I actually um, would agree with him. A lot of people, um, as ASIC talked about, don't understand what the difference is between personal advice and general advice. Uh, and a lot of people don't really understand what a financial planner does or financial advisor does or how they may help them, and they undervalue it quite regularly um, from that point of view. And, and as I said, I know a lot of financial advisors, and there's some brilliant ones out there, very, very good ones out there, but just like any industry, there's average ones out there. So uh, James goes on to say, the financial advice industry has been unable to tell a cohesive, simple story to everyday Australians, and the results aren't pretty. According to Roy Morgan, the research house, basically, only 9.7% of Australians use a financial advisor. And this is reasonably consistent. Generally, it's sort of 20% of people, roughly. Um, but there's research, obviously, nowadays is 9.7% because it's no time frame on that. Uh, there were a lot of people using it, obviously, pre-GFC, post-GFC. A lot of people got burnt, I suppose, emotionally at least. Um, and not wanting to use financial advisors and obviously with FOFA, the future of financial advice and all the Royal Commission into financial advice, banks, all of those sorts of things, a lot has changed, a lot, a lot has changed in that sort of industry um, to, I won't say the word clean up, but you get the point um, to not the same, not that a lot of financial advisors needed cleaning up. There was, it was a very, very well-run industry, but it makes it better for the consumer rather than the big end of town, and that's really what I meant by clean up. Um, James goes on to say, earlier this year, Mortgage Choice Commission caught out to explore how Australians feel about their finances and found that half the nation is stressed about money and nearly 85% said it impacts their well-being. This is the real critical stuff. So less than 10% are getting a financial advisor or helping using a financial advisor, um, but 85% says it affects their well-being and uh, you know, and, st- and half, one in, one in two people are stressed about their money. The key word here is well-being, according to James, something that is yet to become synonymous with financial advice amongst the general population. But I'd argue that our well-being should be at the very centre of our affairs, including our finances. There's a huge gap in the market for advice practices to educate not only their clients, but the wider community about the role of a financial advisor complaint, eliminating stress and helping Aussies live healthier, happier lives. I 100% agree with that. I've been saying for nearly 20 years that financial advisors should be teaching their clients, you know, and educating them. And, And part of that, I got a lot of pushback you know, back pre-GFC, a lot of people saying, but if I tell people, you know, and teach them what I'm doing, then they'll want to do it themselves. I go, no, they won't. Um, and we've proven the time and time and time and time again in our business here is, yes, I am a fund manager. Yes, we manage tens of millions of dollars. Yes, we manage people's portfolios. Yes, we teach people to do it themselves. In my books, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%, a lot of people, that's been out nearly 20 years now, probably 17 years, I think. My new book, Accelerate Your Wealth, which has been out 12 months now. If you haven't got your copy, get online uh, and get your copy of Accelerate Your Wealth on uh, wealthwithin.com.au. Get out and we'll send it out to you. Um, It really does help. But we teach people to manage their portfolio and 
and yet we manage portfolios. And people think, well, if you do, if, if you're going to teach them what you're doing, and we do have our accredited courses like our diploma. So, and I often say to people, we get diploma students who enroll in a diploma who might have superannuation or uh, a portfolio that's you know, over $100,000. And they will quite often get us to manage that portfolio while they're studying and learning, getting the qualifications in our course and learning how to manage it themselves. And I just and I say to them, utopia is when you ring me up and you go, Dale, you're sacked because then you've got what you want. You've learned how to manage it yourself and we'll be managing it for you until that point when you're comfortable to take it over. And that's a win-win-win. Interestingly, we do we have been sacked a few times from those people doing exactly that. But most often people are happy to leave us their bigger portfolio and us for manage that while they manage a smaller one or shorter term one or trade for cash flow and do other things. Um, but that's the interesting thing. The more I teach people, the more they trust us. The more they know what we're doing, the more they trust us. The more they can understand what we're doing and how we do it, the more they trust us. And the more that and the more they want to use our services and that's what i was going to say to that's what i've been saying for a long time to financial advisors is don't keep your clients in the dark keep informing them telling them what you're doing telling them how it works telling them how portfolio management works and what happens when you're in a managed fund and how that actually works the more informed people are the better decisions they can make and there's one old saying and i can't remember who it's from and it said uh, knowledge is the enemy of fear so if you have knowledge then you're not fearful and a lot of people get fearful at different times right now in our market a lot of people are a bit worried they were worried prior to the election i had so many people that were you know putting things on our facebook page or in our youtube uh, channel fearful about the market and it's not students of ours and clients of ours but general public saying they're fearful, thinking the market's going to fall, they were going to sell out because they thought the market was going to fall, but it hasn't, it's gone the other way. So to me, it is interesting in terms of how people's perception is. Now, going back to that point that I said I'd catch up with you a little bit earlier, and I said uh, it was about uh, that major statement people that James said that we really needed to be educated about the value of advice. And what I wanted to cover here is that uh, for you, uh, you people who've been listening to these podcasts for uh, you know for even a day, there's uh, hundreds and hundreds of podcasts that you've been listening to Janine and myself talk about the market and how things work. People that uh, are on our YouTube channel, our Facebook pages, reading our articles, and I constantly get um, messages from people. And if you've been watching our YouTube channel, our live show. Uh, you'd know that Janine and I are always saying you know, about money management, we're talking about risk, we're always talking about don't buy speculative stocks, don't buy illiquid stocks, this is what you need to do. And yet constantly, every single week, we're getting people asking us about low cap stocks, speculative stocks. And uh, in the last month, I reckon, maybe six weeks, I would have said 30 times, you know, those people with the least amount of knowledge trade the greater the riskiest stocks or the worst stocks and that those with the best knowledge don't they trade better stocks and they trade them well and they make more money uh, and that's what i'm getting at is when uh, james says then we really need to be educated about the value of advice now when you've got experts uh, when i was young somebody said to me dale he said when you're in, when you're in the company of somebody who knows what they're doing and where you want to be and is an expert don't talk just listen do what they say and yet that's what i find that most people don't do when it comes to advice is they seek advice 
but then they don't take it. So they might uh, hear it, hear the words, but they don't actively listen to it and then act upon it. So why don't they act upon it? It's about fear, I think, and that's a fear of making a mistake is because they're not educating themselves enough. So what is the value of advice? If I share with you that XYZ is a speculative stock, you should stay out of it. Should you take that advice and go, oh, I'll stay out of that, or would you go into that stock? Um, and what I find is, as I said, so many people don't value advice and how much value you can have. And having a good financial advisor, if 50% of people are stressed about money, then you need help then you need, if you're one of those people, then you need to budget better. You need to listen to advice and you need to listen about what us experts are talking to you about and an actor because then you won't be financially stressed and that's the point. So, you know, when we're talking about the three laws of wealth creation, spend less than you earn, invest wisely and leave it alone, which are all in my book. Um, take those advice and do that and what we find is most people don't. So may I ask you a question before I leave this podcast and really it is is what's it costing you by not following the advice and a lot of people don't consider that one what's it costing you by not following the advice and I can guarantee you the cost of not following good advice is far more expensive than actually getting good advice and following it and that's where people get it wrong all of the time for example a lot of people say to us, people who don't understand our course and the value of our diploma course, they'll go, uh, hey, your course is expensive. Well, a course that teaches you how to make money every year for the rest of your life is not a cost, it's an investment. And like all investments, the value of it grows and grows and grows year after year after year. So spending $10,000 on a course or $11,000 on a course right now, which our course is, and we can teach you to make $10,000 a year every single year for the rest of your life. That's worth a lot of money to you, depending on how old you are. Obviously, if you're 99, it might not be as valuable, um, but you know what I mean. But a lot of people are quite happy to go out and spend their money on a car, $50,000 on a car. That's worth $10,000 in four years. Whereas the good education and what we're teaching you in terms of how to manage your portfolio and get better returns on the stock market, keeps paying dividends year after year after year after year after year so you can buy a better car for cash down the track and that's what I'm meaning about the cost or the value that people don't put on being educated and being educated the right way and getting the best advice so I'll leave that with you and have a good uh, have a good think about it I mean have a look at what your financial situation and say if I, am I stressed a bit about this am I worried about it am I one of those 85 percent of people that say uh, my wealth or my money impacts my well-being if you're one of those people have a think about what you're doing today because tomorrow's going to happen and what you do will determine how your tomorrow is or what you do today will determine what tomorrow is so that's it for me uh, i'm dale gillen the chief analyst here at wealth within you've been listening to talking wealth good luck take care bye-bye Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab. 